Welcome to the Nonprofit Answers Podcast, where you find answers to your marketing and fundraising questions. You will learn how to raise more money to help more people. And now your host, Jeremy Rice. For many nonprofits, year-end is the most vital time of the year for your fundraising. Many nonprofits raise 50% or more of their income during these last couple months of the year. So how do you make your year-end fundraising success? Today, I'm going to walk you through the 10 keys that I've learned about how to have a successful year-end. I'm going to walk you through uh, things that I've learned through many restless nights uh, during the last couple weeks of the year, uh, and many times worrying about whether or not our year-end was going to be successful. I'm going to walk you through these 10 keys so that you can raise as much money as possible for your organization so that you can help as many people as possible. The first key to a successful year-end is your planning. You need to set goals. How much money do you want to raise? How many donors will you add? And from the overall goals, then you need to go down into more detail and look at things like Giving Tuesday. How much money are you going to raise from Giving Tuesday? Your majors and mid-level donors, are you going to have an end-of-the-year proposal and how much will you raise from them? Go down to the specific level of the campaigns and the appeals that you're going to send out. Setting these goals will help you as you define the strategies for what you want to do at year-end to make sure that you can achieve those goals. Once you set your goals, lay out your plan. First, what does your communication plan look like? What are you going to be communicating uh, to your supporters and how are you going to be communicating to them? Are you going to be sending out direct mail, email, social media? Are you doing peer-to-peer campaigns? Are you involving influencers or major donors in those campaigns, the board of directors? There's a lot to what you can do in communications at year-end, but you need to write it down. When you're in the heat of fundraising at year-end, you're going to forget things. And so if you don't have a plan that you can follow, you're going to end up forgetting something and really kicking yourself Uh, for having skipped an appeal or not sent out the things that you need to send uh, to make your plan a success. Next, you can create an appeal schedule. What will it include? Will you have direct mail? Will you have email, peer-to-peer, a major donor campaign? When you create the appeal schedule, you want to work out what theme that you're going to have for year-end, who's going to produce the appeal, who's going to write it, Uh, what is your goal for each individual appeal. You also need to work out the communications that are not appeals. So how are you going to demonstrate gratitude to your donors? Next, what is your primary campaign idea? What I mean by this, what is a sentence that encompasses all that you're going to try to achieve at year end? I recommend for most nonprofits, they stick to one or two campaign ideas for year end. When you have five or six ideas of of ways that donors can support you, then what happens is that uh, the donor doesn't see all of the messaging that you send out. And so it looks fragmented when they see uh, that you want them to give to this fund and then next to this fund and then a third fund and then a fourth fund shows up. So if they're only seeing a couple of your communication and you're touching on the same topic each time, the donor will know what your focus is and what you're asking them to give to. Let me give you an example. So you could say something like, $25,000 will help 1,000 kids get the back-to-school supplies they need for a successful spring semester. Or perhaps uh, you could help 250 families with food this Christmas season. It's a very basic sentence, 
but it explains what you're trying to achieve, uh, how many people, a donation amount, a goal, uh, what you want to achieve during this year end. The second key to a successful year end is your actual donor communications that you send out. You want to tell stories to your supporters that show the good work that you're doing. The reason that you do this is you want donors to know that the impact that they're making with the donation that they're giving you is a good one. You want them to know that they can trust your organization, that when they make that gift, that you're going to do good things with it. As I mentioned, you want to write down that communications plan. In this uh, quarter, it's extremely important to show gratitude to your donors. It's a time of thanks. It's a time where we as uh, individuals give thanks for what we have, for uh, what's to come. Uh, And so when you uh, create communications that give thanks to the donor, that show gratitude to them, then the natural outflow from that is giving back. And donors want to give back at this time of year. The third key to a successful year-end, tell a consistent story. Use your year-end to tell a consistent story to raise money. So mention, pick one or two campaigns that you highlight and focus on those. Now, you can use a combination of different types of content and different channels to tell those stories because different people consume content in different ways. So some people want to see a video. Others might uh, get a lot from your social posts, your blog posts. They want to see stories coming in mail, email. You might use influencers or your board. Uh, They're all telling the same story. Different people respond in different ways. And by having these different channels, you're going to reach the most people with this story uh, that tells uh, what uh, donors are giving to at year end with your organization. The fourth key to a successful year end, get a match. Ask major donors if they'll be willing to put up a match or a challenge uh, during year end that you can ask other uh, donors to contribute to. Many organizations use Match to help move people to give gifts during this time. And one, uh, one secret way that you can start a Match Fund is if you do get a big gift, call that donor and ask them, can we use this money as a matching challenge for year-end? Fifth, ask for money. Don't be afraid to ask. Other organizations are. If you don't ask the donor, someone else will. You see, people get joy from giving, and you need to make it clear to them what you want them to do. Just saying something uh, vague like, uh, we appreciate your support, that doesn't tell the donor what you want them to do. You want them to give to the organization, and when they give, this good thing will happen, and they'll prevent this bad thing from happening. And when they give urgently, they give right now, uh, because we've got a match that runs through December 31st then uh, their gift is going to make the biggest impact right now. Don't steal someone's joy. They want to give at this time of year. And if you're unwilling to ask, they're going to give somewhere else. The sixth tip, get Giving Tuesday right. You need to plan Giving Tuesday really well. You need to know what you're doing and how you're doing it. A match is very powerful for Giving Tuesday. A lot of organizations use a match during that time. You want to set a goal and publicize it. 
people like to be a part of something. So as an example, you might say, we're raising $10,000 or $25,000 and we have a two to one match for this. When you do that and when you announce results, then people feel like they accomplished something. Now, here's a, a tip that I see many organizations, unfortunately, uh, don't follow, which is to not rely solely on third-party platforms for fundraising. What I mean by that is some organizations during this time, they point people to Amazon Smile or Facebook fundraisers, and that's all they do. They point people to other platforms to support the organization. Now, including those platforms is not a bad idea, but when you have it the sole uh, idea for how you're gonna raise money, then what you're doing is you're giving away your donors to other platforms. So the mistake with pointing people to Facebook fundraisers as an example, as the sole place to give to you on Giving Tuesday, is that most nonprofits receive less than 10% of the donors that come from Facebook give the contact information. And when you don't have the contact information, you don't have a way to follow up with these folks and try to convert them to a second gift. Something like Amazon Smile, there's just not enough money there that you're uh, promoting Amazon business uh, while you're not receiving a ton back uh, from those gifts. So it's not a bad idea to use those things, but use them in conjunction with uh, all the other things that you're doing this year end. A couple of other experts in the fundraising field and I put together a year end fundraising toolkit. And within that toolkit, are some great ideas on how you can activate Giving Tuesday for your supporters. Now, this toolkit includes templates, trainings, resources. In fact, there's a, a whole training video with Tim Smith, one of the experts in the major donor and mid-level donor fundraising space, where we talk about how do you get a, a match a uh, year-end from a major donor. What do you do with them uh, for your year-end campaigns? How do you build relationships at year-end? Uh, you learn a ton of information uh, from this year-end fundraising toolkit. And even better, you get examples of emails and direct mail pieces that have raised hundreds of thousands of dollars at other similar organizations to yours. If you go to nonprofitdonor.com slash year-end, then you can learn more information about the year-end fundraising toolkit and how you can get it to really excel in your fundraising goals at year end, and also how to uh, really excel with Giving Tuesday and make that a success. The seventh secret uh, to having a successful year end is to not be afraid to ask too much. There's a lot of noise during this quarter of the year, especially this year. And so I, I don't want you to be afraid to ask for money. Most nonprofits don't ask enough. So I know of an organization, I'm going to give you an example, that they ask a lot. So during this uh, month of December, they're going to uh, send out 31 different emails. Now, they're not all going to the same people. They're going out to different segments during the month, but that's just in December alone. Now, maybe that's too many for your organization, but 10 or 12 communications being sent out to different segments, it's not too much. You have to remember that you and your staff, that you guys see everything, that your donors don't. And so one time I was working in an organization and after the holiday quarter was done, the president and I were talking and he said, we sent an awful lot of communications during that quarter. And so I showed him the plan of, of what we did. And I said, yes, you know, you approve every uh, email and every direct mail message that comes out in your name. And so you see a lot of communications. I said, but if you look at the reporting that we have, you can see that we didn't lose subscribers. Uh, people did not give up on us when they got those emails uh, and that they gave a lot of money. 
And so once he saw the results and saw what we actually did at year end, he said, carry on, keep doing what you're doing. And so you may be thinking that what you're doing is too much, uh, but donors are receiving a considerable amount of emails and mail uh, during this time of year, and you're probably not doing too much. You're probably doing just the right amount, or many organizations, you're probably doing too few. So don't be afraid, especially uh, near the end of the year, uh, to send out a lot of communications to your donors. Uh, it won't bother them. The eighth tip is to involve your major donors. So you have to remember during this time that your goal with major donors isn't simply to call and ask them for money, that you need to continue building relationships. You need to call and talk to them about their family, their goals, what they want to accomplish in 2021. Another great idea that you can uh, involve major donors is, in is when you do ask them, to ask them for challenge funds, to ask them for something that you can use for a match fund. You can also have them pre-fund part of a campaign. So, for example, you could uh, walk into Giving Tuesday having you know, $1,000 or $2,000 already raised towards a $10,000 goal. The key here with major donors during this time is don't be afraid to communicate with them. Sometimes we think that during this time of year they don't want to hear from us. I think it's quite the opposite, especially this year. Uh, many of them have been... Uh, uh, locked inside for some time. Maybe Zoom's not the right solution for them, having been on a lot of Zoom calls. But a phone call, a text message, an email, a handwritten letter, all of these things are going to be really appreciated by major donors at this time. I've spoken to a number of our major donors, and uh, one of them just last week, uh, she said, hey, text, call, you know, communicate anytime that you want with me. Uh, and she's uh, you know, really passionate about what we do as an organization. But she also enjoys the conversations. All we were doing uh, that particular day was talking about um, her daughter is in college, and uh, I know some of the people at that college, and so we were chatting about some of the people that we have in common, and uh, it wasn't a call for money or anything. It was just a chat, and uh, it was a really great opportunity to build a relationship, but it was interesting you know, that she ended it with, you know, call, uh, text, anytime that you want to talk. I'd uh, love to talk to you. So uh, take this uh, time during this year end and continue communicating with your major donors. The ninth tip to have a successful year end is to close the year strong. You don't want to pull back at the end of December. Uh, you want to make sure that you, as we mentioned, you know, that you might not be sending even enough appeals that you're, that you're going and, and closing out the year strong. So I know of an organization that uh, last year or the year before they they ended the year and they had, they had come close to meeting their goal uh, before year end. And so they canceled one of their fundraising letters they're going to send out at year end. And what we saw then when we looked back at the results was that year end they hit their goal, but January ended up being really soft because there's a number of people who got that appeal and gave in January. So don't pull back at the end of the year. A lot of organizations that I work with, they send a lot of email, December 26th through the 31st. I highly recommend that you do that. Uh, other organizations are, and if you're not in that inbox asking, then uh, those donors are gonna give somewhere else. A couple of years ago uh, at uh, one organization that I worked for, uh, we came to December 31st and I had in the plan to send two emails and I was really weighing whether or not that second email was important. I decided to send it and after year end, we went back and looked at the results and this was an organization where a considerable amount of digital income came in at year end and 
In fact, those last two days of the year uh, were between 10 and 15% of a multi-million dollar budget came in on just those two days. And that one email on December 31st that I sent in the afternoon, I sent one in the morning, I sent another one in the afternoon, that one email was a six-digit send, that we made six digits of income off of that one email. So send two emails on December 31st. Uh, the donors do respond. They uh, do want to give to your organization. And that second email is just that nice little nudge at the end of the day on the 31st for them to get that end of the year gift in. And the 10th tip for a successful year end is to show gratitude to your donors. Show your donors that you appreciate what they're doing uh, for the organization this year and what they're going to do in the future. Don't forget to thank them. Don't forget to send out emails, cards, uh, thanking those donors. A great piece uh, in January to send out is a president's letter uh, that really describes what uh, was accomplished the previous year and really thanks the donor for what they did to help contribute to the organization. If you do those 10 things and you do them well at year end, you're going to find a lot of success. As I was developing this list of 10 things, uh, some other ideas came to mind about uh, how nonprofits work at year-end, and whether or not you've already started planning or you're now in the point where you're saying, I've got to put some stuff together for year-end, no matter where you're at, uh, I've got a tool that I know will help you succeed at year-end. And so two other professionals in the field that I've worked with for many years and I came together and we put together what we're calling the year-end fundraising toolkit. And inside this toolkit, you're going to find example appeals that uh, you can use right now uh, to raise a considerable amount of money at year-end. You're going to find training materials. You're going to find a video from Tim Smith, who is a uh, an expert in the mid-level and major donor area. And we talk through how do you build relationships at year-end? How do you ask for money from major donors at year-end? Uh, what do you do when you want to raise a match fund? How do you uh, convince donors to join as a part of that effort? This training video, you're going to really enjoy it. Uh, you're going to learn a lot from Tim. Uh, what you're also going to find in this uh, training toolkit is the calendar and plan for how you can lay out communications for your year-end. This thing is full of resources that are going to make year-end fundraising for your organization a huge success. It's going to make you look really good. So if you go to nonprofitdonor.com slash year-end, all one word, year-end, then you can uh, take a look at this toolkit and find out more information about how you uh, can uh, get this toolkit and how you can make uh, year-end fundraising a success for your organization. I tell you, there's a number of years ago I would have killed for something like this, to have these examples laid out for you and have a communications plan laid out for you for this November and December timeframe where you're just so swamped uh, trying to finish up everything for year end and you just need some things done for you. And whether or not you're already down the path of uh, your year end fundraising preparation or if you're just starting now, this toolkit is going to help you find success in your year-end fundraising. So go to nonprofitdonor.com slash year-end right now. Take a look. Uh, there's some great training resources on the site, uh, some things that are going to really help you become the expert fundraiser that you want to be. Thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast. Uh, this uh, time of year is just so vital for your organization. And I want you to find the most success that you can as a fundraiser and raise the most money you can because that will help you 
help the most people that you can through your organization. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nonprofit Answers Podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting service. Your rating and review will help other nonprofit professionals find this podcast to get their nonprofit questions answered. Thanks again.